0: Welcome to Secrets to Selling Your Business, the podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners looking to unlock the secrets behind successful business transitions. Join our host, Jacob Koenig, a partner at Woodbridge International, as he gives you the knowledge to navigate complexities, embrace strategic shifts, and prepare you to sell your business with no regrets. At Woodbridge, we know how to give you the wisdom to achieve your ultimate success. And now, here's your host, Jacob Koenig. All right, welcome to the show. Today, our guest is a colleague of mine here at Woodbridge International. Neil Dennis is a managing director of the business development department. Neil, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Jake. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, so maybe, Neil, you can start off by uh, just telling us a bit about, about your background. What did you do prior to joining Woodbridge?
1: Sure. So most of my background in M&A originated with uh, my time uh, with a, a company called Allianz SC. It's a large German financial services firm based in Munich, Germany. And I was actually working for them as a in the finance department, doing financial analysis, uh, doing some uh, investment analysis for them. I was actually in the San, the San Francisco area. And they had a... Um, a merger as a, a company sale that they were working on and they invited me in to, to work on that. And so like a lot of things, I think a lot of, you know, individuals careers, sometimes you find the perfect fit just by chance. And in this case, it just kind of happened uh, to to come up and they invited me to to join and I loved it. I did a good job. And, and so the next deal that came up, they asked me to take a more significant role uh, on that transaction. And then before I knew it, I was uh, running an, an M&A department for them in San Francisco. And so just, and these were all in-house corporate development um, types of transactions. So we actually, at Allianz, we probably did more selling of companies than we did buying of companies. It was an older company. They had a lot of legacy type of assets on their books that we were uh, disposing. And so I gained experience there. I actually spent two years in Germany, in Munich, Germany, working for Allianz at the headquarters during uh, 2008 to 2010. It was a fascinating time to work for a for work for a large uh, financial services company during the crisis. And so got a lot of, uh, got my kind of teeth cut there um, to some degree and um, a really, really fascinating time. And so, you know, I think, as far as mergers and acquisitions go it was, it was a perfect fit for me you know and i wasn't really looking for that type of i wasn't looking for that career necessarily but it really had in the finance world it had you know it had the intensity that i think that i really liked the adrenaline rush you're actually doing you're actually closing deals you're actually have a completed project at the end of the day which which i enjoyed as opposed to doing continual financial analysis or analyzing topics, you actually had a, had something at the end of the day that you could look back on and say, you know, I did that. And so that was really, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really, 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 really fit my personality. And oh. then there's an academic and technical aspect, but it ultimately it's about people. It's about, you know, getting to know your client. It's about getting, you know, to know even the buyer or whoever is involved in the process and lawyers and attorneys or attorneys and accountants. And, you know, it's a really ultimately it's a people job as well. That's my skill set, And so it really was a perfect fit in the rest of this history. And so I um, worked for Allianz. Um, they offered to move me out to Minneapolis at one point and it eventually ended up in Kansas City, Missouri. And, you know, and so that's where my wife's family is from. started with Woodbridge as a closer in 2019 and have a look back since. So it's been a great run and happy to be happy to be back with Woodbridge.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, and there was a, a period there in between uh, your experience on the closing team and, and now on BizNet, yeah. where were you were uh, at another firm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I spent three years with Woodbridge as a closer. So I started in 2019. And really, you know, I came in as a, um, I came in, I think it was March of 2022 and went through a, uh, I think it was a two week training at, at in Connecticut You know, getting to know everyone from the firm and Woodbridge doesn't. They don't hold back. They don't wait for anything. They just throw you right in. And I was, it's a little bit of a you know drinking from a fire hose kind of concept and trying to you know understand even even the Woodbridge processes, which you know we'll get into later. But it's it's unique. It's different. It's the best in the space. Um, But that took some time to get used to. They do things differently than the rest of the M and A firms. And so you know, was it was my experience working working for a large strategic company, they slow roll things. Everything is kind of, you know, kick the can down the road. And you see that in, in the industry, you see it with other MA firms on the sell side, you see on the buy side, but Woodbridge, they do things fast. They do things with expediency, which is, I, they did something, you know, they did things differently, which was important. So I think that first year I closed two transactions uh, by year end, and then the next year COVID hit. I was able to close a transaction, like literally, you know, again, going to the importance of timing and, you know, that's Woodbridge's philosophy. We had a dragging buyer. We had um, a seller actually, frankly, that, you know, maybe wanted to kind of push this thing out, but we got it closed. And it was like literally a week after that COVID hit and we wouldn't have got that that transaction closed without COVID. He called me, that that particular client called me a month after COVID had kind Mm -hmm. of spread through the U.S. and was like, Neil, like, Thank you so much. Thank you, Woodbridge, because if if you hadn't pushed me to sell my company, I never would have sold. And he's correct, and it, he'd be probably still sitting here today.
0: That's exactly right. The importance of uh, of sticking to the timeline and, and really exactly. driving to close. If you, you
1: never remember. know what's going to happen. You never know. You got to you know if you can close it, you gotta you gotta do it. And and that's the Woodbridge philosophy is just absolutely one hundred percent correct on on that angle. And. You know, so, and then I closed, um, and then in 2021 was a good year for a lot of M&A firms. And I closed, I think it was five transactions that year with Woodbridge and had a really nice year, some really good, um, strong clients. And and then in 2022, I actually closed another one. And then, you know, it's, I think everyone in their career at some point maybe starts to think the grass is greener on the other side, or it starts to kind of think outside of, of their current environment. And for me, I really at the time I thought I wanted a more traditional investment banking career. And what that means is a lot more golf time. It's a lot more lunches. It's a lot more cocktail hours. And so I left in March of 2022 to go to kind of a uh, Midwest-based boutique investment banking firm, very traditional. It's one of those firms that does, you know, you may do three deals a year and that's a really good year for that firm. And that's, that's enough. And so you're either Closing a transaction, or you're looking for new clients, but you're you're really not doing both. And honestly, it was really slow. It was just really slow. I missed the adrenaline of Woodbridge and the volume of clients. I felt that in my time at Woodbridge, I both personally and professionally was sharpened just given the volume, the amount, the the breadth of clients that we have, the geographic breadth that Woodbridge has, and also just the volume of clients. I mean, Woodbridge closes 20, 30 deals a year. And you can't get that experience anywhere else, uh, you know, as a, as a professional. And also, it just frankly, Woodbridge does it right. It is the right process. It's the right thing for the clients. They bring them in, and it's not built on, you know, when I was at the boutique investment bank, everything was me, you know, and it, it was simply one person, it was one personality and one style. And you know, you, you bring in, client, yeah, it's one person. You, you bring them in, you know, go through marketing with them, and then you try to close them. Well. Woodbridge uses utilizes a lot of people and they utilize a lot of resources and everyone has their own skill specialization. set specialization exactly specialization exactly and I'm not going to pretend I'm the best at underwriting or I'm not the best at, you know, marketing. And so we have, you know, just the most amazing people on the marketing side. Our videos are just top notch. Our creative department is incredible. Our underwriting department is incredible. The marketing, the new business, the closing is, is absolutely phenomenal and does the best job.
0: Shop, You're having to wear all the different hats. You wear all
1: the hats and you can't, Yeah, it's impossible to do everything excellent. And so, you know, Woodbridge, where the benefit is, is, you know, number one, they're looking after the client and they're looking after them in terms of timing, you know, making sure that the deal is tracking, making sure that they're getting the exact same service as as you know, a hundred million dollar client is serviced the same way as a five million dollar client. And Making sure they get through and have a good experience. And I, it's really the Woodbridge philosophy is the correct one. And even though we all work very hard and we're, it's an intense environment, it's a, and, but I, I'd prefer that over long, slow golf days and weeks any, time. So I'm happy to be back.
0: Back yeah. to that original point around results, around how to yep. get results yep. and actually have a, a tangible um, end goal in mind. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, it's, it's much more at Woodbridge than at a traditional firm. You're, you're going to touch a lot of more deals, a lot more different clients, different breadth of, uh, of industries and, and specializations and
1: personalities, right? Exactly. Exactly. There's nothing more. It's just an exciting place to work. It's an exciting industry. And I think, you know, the pace is, the pace fits my personality. I think it's great. And yeah, really. And at the end of the day, I feel like we're doing the right thing. I feel that Woodbridge does the right thing. They're doing the right thing for the industry. And at the end of the day, that makes me feel satisfied as a Professional and I, I really enjoy that. So it's, it's it's just great to be back.
0: It's not just the lifestyle of us as yeah. the uh, as the bankers trying to have exactly. a good time. It's it's a matter of how are we going to transform our clients' lives? How are we going to get a deal done? Um, not just market you forever and you know blow smoke, but actually find a buyer, get that money transferred into the client's account. <laughs> exactly.
1: One of my favorite things that I've done is actually call my old clients. You know, and you get a client sold, and then call them a year later. And that's one of my favorite things to do. And you talk to them and then the deal intensity has died down. So there's a little bit, there's a little bit more casual of a conversation and it's just always great to catch up and see what they're doing. And more often than not, they're really happy and, and just, you know, living life in retirement or whatever their goals were. Some maybe go back into a different business or they buy something else. Um, But we really have, you know, unlock their future to some degree and given them a, a platform to do what they want to do. And I, I just, that's always a, that's always a great. Have you uh,
0: spoken to any uh, former clients? Uh, yeah, most
1: most done? all of my former clients I've called at, at oh, least prioritize? a year out. Yeah, and you know, some are, you know, some one was on a sailboat at the time I called and, wow. you know, that was, you know, and, <laughs> uh, you know, they're doing different things. It's really great to great to have that experience from my end. So I do feel like I built, you know, in our, in business services role, sometimes, you know, you can get, you know, in the consulting world and advising world, sometimes, you, you know, you have, you can, have a sense that maybe you're not building something, but in our world, we are. And you've really actually built something for their lives. You created a, a new life for some of these individuals. And it's just, it's a good feeling to do that. Absolutely. And so you had
0: the experience first with Woodbridge where you were working on the closing team, you were getting deals done. Uh, you went over, you worked on every aspect of uh, of every deal, wearing all the hats. And now you're back at Woodbridge doing business development. So how does the business development role compare to the, the closing?
1: Great question, Jake. Um, So really the business development role is, you know, ultimately it's technically about obviously talking about business owners and bringing them in our process, but ultimately at its core, it's about trust. It's about building trust with the business owner. You know, most of them, this is probably the biggest event of their life, even more than their marriage, maybe the birth of their children. This is something they've been maybe contemplating for 30 years or 20 years or however long they've they've had this business. They're maybe at an age that... It's letting go of something that they've been living for the majority of their life. And they're skeptical. They don't know what it's going to entail. They don't know what the process is going to be like. And they've never done this before. So a lot of, the the majority of my role is just simply listening. First and foremost, listening to the business owner. What are their fears? What do they want out of this? What does a good transaction look to them? Listening and then answering any questions they may have about it. And then ultimately allowing them to trust us with this process that is, you know, going to transform their lives. And so that's my main role as I view it is really, you know, sitting in front of a business owner and saying, Hey, we got this, we got this. And I know, I know in the first time in their lives, maybe they're letting go of something that they, you know, they have never done before. They've never maybe let go of something so sizable. Huge in their responsibility, life. right? It's to- yeah, a huge responsibility. And so you know, really, it's just, you know, and I'm thankful. Anytime we gain a client at Woodbridge, I'm just thankful. You know, thank you for trusting us with this process. It's a big deal. And we will, you know, promise you, we'll make it, a, you know, we promise you, we'll, we will put as much attention into it as you did and make sure that you're, you know, satisfied at the, end of the, at the end of the day.
0: And you can speak specifically to how Woodbridge is different from some of our competitors and you can let, let yeah, our- Woodbridge, yes.
1: Exactly, Woodbridge does it right. I mean, we don't. We don't think we're smarter than the market, which I think is important. And a lot of investment banks and boutique investment banks think they're both not only maybe smarter than the client, they think they're smarter than the buyers. And you come in, and they're like, "Hey, this is who's going to buy you. This is what you know. This is when you need to sell. What you need to do." And really, our role is is it relates to the clients to listen. I'm not going to tell the client anything that I'm not going to try to you know convince them to do something they don't want to do. And then ultimately, you know, we let the market decide what, you know, what ultimately the value is going to be and who's going to buy them. And we don't try to overthink the market because it's really easy to do. You know, everyone in our industry thinks they're pretty intelligent. They know the market. And I think the value of Woodbridge is that, you know, we move aggressively, but we're also, we're also humble at the end of the day. We don't, you know, we're not going to overthink the buyer set. We're not going to overthink, you know, what, who, how this company fits in strategically because as we found you know, over 75% of our, our buyers, are, our clients have never heard of. And I think, you know, as a closer, I saw that firsthand and I would, you know, you start out the process and maybe the, the underlying client had an idea of who would buy them. Maybe even I had a, you know, an idea of who might be the appropriate buyer. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's, it was normally somebody else we never thought of. I think that's the Woodbridge, you know, you've, as long as you believe in the process, which is the important, exactly. which makes for successful transactions.
0: It's that matter of the what's what the about. right way to go to market what's the right way to find the market price to let the market yeah. speak to hear exactly. the market right that's that's what it's about it's not exactly. about trying to find a crystal ball and figure out of the the millions of potential buyers out there who's going to be the right
1: one in any one exactly. particular and you site. want exactly and you want you know you want more buyers at the table you want more bids and then ultimately, that drives value, that drives better terms, even even aside from just values that drive you're, you're going to the clients will be in a the driving position for the terms, which are also very important. And Right. I mean, I, I wonder,
0: are you hearing more and more of that? Is that a trend that's been uh, something more recent? Or uh, maybe it's always the case that it's not always just about the economics. It's also about the cultural fit. Is it someone that absolutely. can believe drive the legacy of, of this company. So.
1: That's something I think that is. I think that's something that is really missed with other investment banks. And when you when you have a limited list of potential buyers and maybe a lot of times those are, you know, in those on those lists and I've worked on those lists those are maybe, you know, there's going to be 100 potential buyers whereas Woodbridge goes out to 10,000 buyers and You know, really at that point, it's just a numbers game and you really don't know who your best buyer is. And just as you said, you know, cultural, cultural fit, chemistry and personality. I mean, those are all very important aspects that sellers need to to contemplate when selling aside from value, aside from terms. And, you know, many times, most of the time, sellers are going to have some type of you know contingent employment. As part of the transaction, they're going to have to work for this company is, is, you know, on the short side, three months could be up to two years, could be five years. Some of these, uh, some of these transactions go further than that. And you need to like the people that you're, you're dealing with. And that's, that's extraordinarily important. And, and also for your employees sake, and you don't want to bring somebody in that you're comfortable with, that you can look your employees in the eye and say, look, I vetted them. These are, this is a high quality firm that I believe in, and you're going to be okay. And I think that's important for a lot of business owners. When you go out to a limited set of buyers, you really just don't have choices like that. But when you go out to a broad broad group, and you know, we also, I think what Woodbridge does well too is what we, we market internationally. We don't, we don't make assumptions on where those buyers are going to be. And a lot of our deals actually are sold to international buyers. And again, geographic regions that, that a lot of our, our clients and even us wouldn't even, would not have thought of that that would have been the right buyers.
0: Excellent. Well, well, Neil, that was all I had prepared here to ask you. Is there anything
1: else that you wanted to share with the audience? No, you know, if you're thinking about selling, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Woodbridge uh, does it right. I mean, it's the process, but it's it's fun at the end of the day. We all have fun doing it and it's an intense experience, um, but it's it's ultimately, it's just, it's a, if you can have fun with it, it's great. It's yeah. a fun process. So exactly.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of work, but uh, you know, yep. at the end yep. of the day, it's, uh,
1: it's worth it. <laughs> work pays off. That's right. Exactly.
0: Perfect. All right, Neil, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's great. Thank you. Thank
0: you for listening to another episode of Secrets to Selling Your Business, the podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners looking to unlock the secrets behind successful business transitions. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guest and their insights. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.